This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, <sighs> smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash. <sighs> hmm, you can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of Hefty Large Black Bags. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Alec Feldman, the podcast from Wizard Radio. We've taken his show, broadcast live on Saturdays between 3 and 5, then cut out the songs, news, and other bits that aren't very interesting, leaving you with about an hour-ish of sweet, juicy content. Mmm, mmm, mmm content. Just one more thing. Don't bother sending in any messages, we'll probably never see them. You may be charged, but your entry won't be counted. Because this isn't live, obviously. It's a podcast. It's already happened. In the past. To get involved, just listen live on Saturdays between 3 and 5 on Wizard Radio Station. I'd like to be able to say you won't regret it, but I can't. This is Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Have you seen everyone's been doing that government careers quiz during the last few days? Because they're like, oh, you should, you should retrain if you've got a job that's not coming back because of the pandemic. Retrain. So everyone's doing this quiz and it asks you loads of questions about you and it, then at the end it tells you what what job you should do. So I'm going to have a go now, right? Let's see. Um, you have to basically agree or disagree with the statements. I am comfortable performing in front of others. Um, yeah, I mean, I do the radio. strongly agree. I am physically capable. Um, I mean, I'm not the fittest in the world, but, you know, I'm, I'm all right. Agree. I like being given money. Oh, why isn't there a strongest button? Yes, strongly agree. Okay, calculate. Oh. oh. Okay. I'm not sure male strippers what I had in mind. It's Saturday. It's three o'clock. Now, live from Manchester, Alec Feldman. Alright, let's do a radio show. Saturday afternoon on Wizard Radio means it's my turn to have a go. Hello, my name is Alec Feldman. Thank you very much for listening. Afternoon. Played you Conan Gray and Heather, Miley Cyrus as well, which is really good. And coming up, Dixie D'Amelio and Mostak and Stormzy and B Miller all playing in the next 20 minutes. Something for everyone. So come on in, make yourself comfy. You can even take off your shoes. In fact, I prefer it. I don't want to get dirt on the carpet. So, today, it is World Mental Health Day. A very happy and meaningful World Mental Health Day to you. Happy, is that... Never mind. Yeah, an important day. Seen lots of interesting things on social media. Read a lot, learned a lot, found lots of interesting things. So I hope that if you're struggling today, I don't know, do something nice. Treat yourself, bit of self-love, all good. Um, On the show this afternoon, I have, for you, some mystic predictions... 
I also have some Royal Scandal revisited. I brought you some Royal Scandal news the other week, and there's been an update that I think you'll want to hear about. Plus, when Do Not Disturb mode comes to real life. Plus, dodgy algorithms, and in a few minutes, I've developed a very special talent, and I discovered it whilst watching an episode of Gum Dine with me. I'll tell you all in about five minutes time. Plus, ten past four this afternoon, my TV watching continues. I was watching Friends the other day, and I saw an episode, and it's just dated really badly. It is not the right episode for 2020. It really isn't. I saw so much stuff that just totally jarred with me. And I'll just I'll go through that with you at ten past four. And I'll point out exactly what is wrong with it and why it's just, just not on anymore. So that's coming up. I also have 60 second guide after four o'clock. I've got someone's looking at your door. We'll do that just before four as well. A mystery guest. You just have to guess their identity. It's all good. It's all good in the hood. Hang out with me for the next couple of hours. It'll be fun. We'll have a nice time. I promise. Before we do all that, let's have the educational segment of the show. It's time for This Week I Learned. This Week I Learned. Three lessons that I have learned in the last seven days so you don't have to. Consider it my gift to you. It is totally free and it'll make you wiser and smarter and generally more worldly, I think. Maybe. Probably not. First thing I learned this week, did you know... That Rainbow Bagels, they were actually invented in 2020 for the NHS. Yep, that's right. According to the Great British Bake Off, they were invented this year and all the colours of the rainbow, they represent the NHS workers. Because mm-hmm. Rainbow Bagels never existed before then, nor did, you know, the rainbow as a sign for a particular cause. Did it? No? No one? No. Yeah, yeah definitely, definitely the NHS totally invented that one. Mm -hmm. Also this week, I've learned, bikes squeak in the rain. You've probably been following with some disinterest my bicycle journey to becoming like a real cyclist. And as part of that journey, I'm learning that when it rains, for some reason, I don't know what it is, they just become really squeaky. So every time you need to stop, which is quite a lot when you're on a bike, all you get is just this like noise. I'm on that really hurt my my throat doing that. It's a horrible noise. I hope I illustrated that with that impression because otherwise it was all in vain. It's a terrible noise and it happens when it rains and yeah, I messaged my friend. I was like, why are my brakes squeaking? What's going on? He was like, yeah, it's probably the moisture. Which explains everything, but it's a horrible noise. But on the bright side, it does mean people know you're coming all the time, unless they're deaf. Also this week, and this is a good fact, this is the fact you can tell your friends and put it in your WhatsApp group or something. You know Whoopi Goldberg, the actress in America, she was in Sister Act and Sister Act 2, and she is called Whoopi Goldberg, that's her name. It's not her real name. Her real name's something boring like, I don't know, Karen Smith. But, but the reason she is called Whoopi, and this is kind of hard to believe, but I promise you I'm not making this up, is because when she was a young actress on stage, she'd always get really gassy, and she'd just let them go, and people would be like, hey, it's, it's Whoopi Cushion over there. 
and that's a real story. She is called Whoopi Goldberg because people thought she sounded like a Whoopi cushion. And that is the best thing I've learned this week, and I want you to know it too, because it's an incredible fact, and totally true, I believe. As far as I'm aware, it's it's true. And that is what we've learned this week. Rainbow Bagels, definitely for the NHS, and not like LGBTQ plus liberation or anything like that. No, no, definitely not. Bikes, squeak in the rain, and Whoopi Goldberg is Whoopi Cushion Goldberg. I hope your lives are enhanced by some or all of that knowledge. Right, next, my special talent I've developed whilst watching Come Dine With Me first. Dixie D'Amelio, Black Bear, Lil Mosey, be happy. Dixie D'Amelio on Wizard Radio with Black Bear and Lil Mosey, be happy, is the song. It's Alec Feldman here. Hello. I have a special talent. I discovered this whilst watching an episode of Come Dine With Me on the telly this week. You know Come Dine With Me, it's the show, it's on Channel 4, it's always on before The Simpsons. And these, it's normally, I think, five people, and throughout the course of a week, they all go around to each other's houses, and one of them has to make dinner, and then they, they rate them, and they get scores, and at the end of the week, someone wins £1,000. It's created some great moments. Uh, if you've ever heard the phrase, um, you have the grace and decorum of a reversing dump truck, or... You won, Jane. I hope you're happy. That's from Come Dine With Me. But I have discovered a new talent from this very TV show. And I want to share it with you. I've been on the radio now for three years. And that that many years of experience, I think, has helped me, helped me identify fellow radio presenters like myself. I don't know how useful this talent is, but I can do it. And I'll prove it to you right now, okay? Let me introduce you to this contestant. Fourth in the lineup is drummer and music teacher Rob Crisp. Drummer and music teacher Rob Crisp. And the second I saw this guy, there was just, there was just something about him. The second I heard him speak, you know, he had a, he had a certain way of, of speaking and he had quite a nice, silky, smooth voice. And I was just like, hmm, this guy, he sounds like he should be on the radio. Maybe he has been at some point. And so that, like, my immediate reaction was like, this guy, he's a presenter, he's a, like a local radio DJ, that is what his calling in life actually is. And, you know, he was sort of firing off the quips, I was like, yeah, you could just imagine that being on the actual radio, have a listen to this sort of reaction to a hilarious story about a woman who ended up marrying her school bully. It wasn't some form of retribution for the bullying, like, haha, not only did I get you expelled, but I'm going to marry you, then divorce you. <laughs> anyway, the trouble's coming up next. Can you not hear that? Like, maybe it's just a thing I can hear because this is my special talent. It's just like, this guy, he is so radio, it hurts. Um, there was another another sort of a funny story, I guess, that he was able to react to. And this, this was the bit when I was like, come on, this guy knows exactly what he's doing. This guy has spoken to people on the phone before. He knows how to, like, get a funny answer. Like, just just listen to this and tell me you could not hear this on, like, the actual radio. Man and lady have domestic because the man didn't hand the duvet out straight on the line, resulting in his name and date of birth being removed from the lottery numbers, which cost them millions of pounds. You can't write this stuff. Question, did the duvet get dry? It did. It did? Yeah. So, so, did it matter? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, if you had an argument with your other half, just give me a call now. Anyway, we'll play Tina Turner in a second. Can you not hear that? I don't know. Maybe this is just my weird brain that's just been completely screwed up by listening to too much radio and being on the radio too often. I don't know. Maybe this is 
just not a thing. But, 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 I got all these vibes throughout the whole first episode. I was like, this guy is a local radio presenter. And then fast forward to episode three of the week, when Come Down With Me is at his house, and have a listen to this. I am actually, or have actually been a radio presenter for 10 years. Get in there! What did I say? What did yes, I say? Yes, yes, Padrina. First time I met you, I said you were a presenter. Me too! I said you were a presenter as well the first time I saw you on the telly. I knew it. I just have a sense for these things. I can sniff out a local radio DJ in a room full of white blokes. I genuinely can. And I was just thinking, that story about, you know, the duvet hanging out and the, the lottery... That, to me, was just like a perfect advert. I don't know if you ever heard these. On stations, on the radio, they'll, like, advertise the breakfast show. And they'll be like, hey, listen to this show. Listen to how funny it is. And I thought that story would just be perfect for one of those adverts. They're only, like, I don't know, 20, 30 seconds. So I've just sort of tried to imagine what it would sound like if my friend Rob Crisp from Come Dine With Me had a breakfast show on the radio. The Ready Salted Breakfast Show with Rob Crisp. Man and lady have domestic because the man didn't hang the duvet out straight on the line, resulting in his name and date of birth being removed from the lottery numbers, which cost them millions of pounds. You can't write this stuff. Question, did the duvet get dry? It did. It did. So, did it matter? Not really. (laughs) The Ready Salted Breakfast Show, back Monday from 6. It's Wizard Radio and that was Mo Stack and AJ Tracy with Miss Me. My name is Alec Feldman. Hello. Good afternoon. Thanks for having us on. Stormzy plays next and then B Miller and a guy called Rip Momney who has quite a good song which is coming up in about 15 minutes. So, you know, you know the algorithm. The algorithm. It sort of dictates our lives now. Just algorithms in general. You'll see them on all the news feeds. Everyone's watching that um, Social Dilemma documentary on Netflix at the moment which is basically all about the algorithm and how it sort of tries to screw with your brain and slowly let Facebook and all the other big social media companies take over the world, which is fascinating. But algorithms are everywhere, right down to your suggested items on Amazon. Even, I think, this is a weird example, like, my parents have nectar cards and occasionally they'll get sent something in the post being like, oh, hey, here's some special offers. And the special offers will be, like, things they have previously bought And that's probably, well, it's definitely all worked out by algorithm. They are everywhere. Um, Obviously, there was the big algorithm thing about GCSEs and A-levels where they just kind of got worked out based on loads of data and a computer churning it out, guessing. And that didn't go very well. And it really makes you realise, I think, that even though algorithms are everywhere and everyone is kind of a bit scared about, like, robots and computers taking over everything and leaving no jobs for human beings... I don't think we're that close yet. I think we've got a while. And the reason I think this is because of the frequency with which they are just totally wrong. They don't know what they're talking about. And they get things wildly inaccurate. Obviously, like, I mean, the GCSE thing was a prime example. But also, on a smaller scale, I use Twitter a lot. Um, I probably use it way too much but i just can't get off it. i think it's fantastic it's it can be really funny it can be really interesting it can be really angry don't get me wrong but i on the whole i quite enjoy it apart from that time i got retweeted by david Badil and someone said that i was desperately adding garnish to a nothing burger that was a good time anyway 
I was looking at like the explore tab and it kind of tries to suggest like tweets and topics that it thinks you'll be interested in and I've gone on to it now the top story is Kim Jong-un declares North Korea COVID-19 free um, so that's good news I suppose and then obviously it gives you the list of like things that are trending I've turned off the algorithm for that one so it tells me like what's actually trending instead of what it thinks I'll be interested in but then below that there are sort of like topic headings about topics that Twitter has decided probably based on who I follow and who I like I'm interested in and then it shows you sort of a few tweets about each so I'm just going to go through that now because I'm not sure about this I don't think that Twitter has completely accurately gauged my interests you'll understand why the first thing it thinks I'm interested in Everton Football Club which I think is like the other team in Liverpool you know you've got like Man United and Man City you've also got Liverpool and Everton yeah I don't really follow football and I don't support Everton so that's that's not quite right and then underneath that Liam Gallagher I I do enjoy Liam Gallagher I think his music's alright I quite like Oasis and he's funny on Twitter that's kind of fair but I don't I don't have Oasis Mania which is one of the accounts that's been suggested to me here not quite Doctor Who, you know what, yeah, I do like Doctor Who, um, I don't really want to see loads of tweets about it, but yeah, I like, I like the show, Doctor Who, okay, that's not so bad. Jordan Henderson is the next one, I think Jordan Henderson's a Liverpool footballer, again, they've gone with the other team in Liverpool, I don't know who they think I support here, but I'm not that interested in Jordan Henderson, the footballer either, um, you know, nice try Twitter, but not quite, Books. Just, just books. All of them. Every single book in the world. Um, that's a bit broad. Street art. Um, I mean, I like it, but I don't, I don't need to see tweets about it. The only thing it's got right, right at the bottom, The Simpsons. Finally. Finally, Twitter, you get me. You understand what I actually like. Out of however many suggested topics, there was, there was one that accurately reflected what I want to see on Twitter. But they tried, they tried. So this afternoon, I, just, I sort of want to do an experiment just to see, I guess, how close we are to the algorithms taking over the world. Um, when have algorithms that have tried to sort of serve you up content or adverts or something, when have they got you totally wrong? They just, they've given you something and you're like, why am I seeing this? Why would I want that? Why am I interested in that? I'm not. If there's an occasion when an algorithm has got you wrong and you've been like, yeah, I don't think so. The robot takeover isn't coming anytime soon. Can you just send me a message right now? 07 807 183 538. That is where you can get me. You can tweet me as well at WizRadio or on email station at wizardradio.co.uk. When has an algorithm just completely got the wrong end of the stick? <laughs> I just want to reassure myself basically that the robots aren't coming. So if you can help with that and not make me more fearful. That would be appreciated, although the algorithm would want me to be more fearful, because that's what it likes. You do that, I'll get some songs on. This is Stormzy Superheroes on Wizard Radio. Live from a slightly funny-smelling basement in Manchester, this is Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. B. Miller and Wisdom Teeth, it's Wizard Radio with Stormzy and Superheroes before that. A song you won't necessarily recognize the name of rip momney is the guy who did it it's coming up next you'll definitely recognize the song it's on the way as is Maisie peters and jp Sachs. 
Right now, we are discussing a very important topic, which is algorithms. The algorithm. Are you in favour or against? Call me now. No, don't bother. Because my, my Twitter algorithm thingy, where it tells you what accounts it thinks you'll be interested in, is just way, way off the mark. It thinks I support both Everton and Liverpool football clubs, and like Liam Gallagher, books and um, outdoor art. Cool. And I just wanted to know sort of how close we are to the machine learning takeover of the world. When has the algorithm got you totally wrong? You know, like a little act of defiance against it. I'm sure, I'm sure, you know, the web stream will go down or something before long if I keep talking like this. But you know what? I don't care. Down with the algorithm. Mike said, I let my girlfriend use my phone once to do some shopping because her phone was dead. It's the worst mistake of my life. My algorithm has been wrong ever since. My Instagram is full of women's leggings and Ugg boots and furry things and all sorts. And it's weird because this was like two months ago, just when lockdown lifted. It's still off, even though I've obviously used Instagram and used my phone every single day since. And that was just one day. But it seems like that was the day my algorithm thought it would collect loads of information on me. That is so weird that it's like a one-off thing. And then it, like, that just decides that that's you now, forever. No matter how many times you type certain words, it still won't get them. And yet it'll remember something you typed once. I get this all the time. If I've typed, like, some random word that's not really a word, it'll always suggest that to me. But when there's a word I use every day, I mean, the obvious example is, you know, the one where it's always trying to get you to say ducking. Never learns. What is wrong with this algorithm? And... Yeah, it does seem to pick up on tiny things and take that as fact, but the stuff you do all the time, never paying attention. What's up with that? Maybe the algorithm will tell me one day, or I'll get adverts on my phone for algorithm writing courses before long. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Jason says, I've not been on Twitter for ages. I don't remember the last time I was on there. Because of that, I always get notifications from it, just with recommended tweets and things they think I want to see to kind of coax me back onto the app. I should probably just delete it, but it's kind of funny by this point. One guy I always get tweet recommendations from is Nigel Farage. For some reason, Twitter thinks that showing me tweets from Nigel Farage will get me back on the app. Odd choice. The other thing I always get recommendations for is Arsenal FC and their match results or anything to do with Zendaya. Very random things. Uh, Jason, do you support Arsenal FC? Is that your team or... Has it just decided it's your team? Just like it's decided my teams are both Liverpool and Everton. I feel like if you were a Liverpool fan and you tried to simultaneously support Everton, then you wouldn't last very long because they're like deadly rivals because they're in the same city. But also, <laughs> yeah, the Nigel Farage thing's weird because if anything, seeing tweets from Nigel Farage is a very convincing reason to delete the app, not, not go back on it to see what pound shop fascist stuff is said today no that would not tempt me back onto twitter not that i need tempting because i'm on it like much too much way 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 too much but yes the the algorithm is not quite on point with that one for jason either definitely not i want to i want to hear from someone here who knows how these things work just because you know why does it take something that happens once and assume that that's just you. I don't know. I'll have to t I've got a friend who codes and he works for Amazon actually. 
and he wrote a website about toilet paper. I'll ask him in a bit, not right now. Georgia as well. One more before we get into Rit Momney, not Mitt Romney. Uh, my Instagram algorithm thinks all I do is watch E the television channel because I get ads for that and also for that how you streaming thing the whole time. I've never watched that channel ever. I follow the Kardashians, but then who doesn't? I think even I follow the Kardashians, and they haven't decided that I'm massive fans of them yet. There's still time. Fingers crossed it, it doesn't decide that. Yeah, it's weird. They just they don't know. They are clueless, which is good. Keeps the humans in work for a little bit longer, I think. Right, I like this song. It's a cover of another song, and it's good. This is Rip Momney, and put your records on on Wizard Radio. It's Wizard Radio, and that was Rip Momney, and put your records on, which I quite like. I was just saying to producer James off the radio, well, he was saying to me, it's quite easy because it's you already know the song and all the words, so it's easy to sing along to, even though you have no idea who Rip Momney is. So it's, it's good. The best of both worlds. Um, right, I'm Alec Feldman. Someone is knocking at your door. That's on the show really soon. Before that, though, I think, speaking of sort of algorithms and their interactions with real life, another aspect of technology has sort of come to real life in quite an unexpected place, I think. You know Morrison's? I love Morrison's. Morrison's, I think, is my favourite supermarket. If I had to rank my supermarkets from favourite to least favourite, I would go Morrison's, I think, Aldi over Lidl, just. Then Lidl, then maybe Sainsbury's, then kind of all the others. I don't really care about them. But... Morrison's have done something interesting. They're trying something new. They've been doing these like quiet hours on Sunday for a while. They're extending it to Saturday as well. So from 10 to 11 a.m. on a Sunday and from 9 till 10 a.m. on a Saturday in all of the Morrison's in the entire country, it's it's a quiet hour or a quieter hour. So what that means in practice, normally Morrison's got quite a banging playlist, which is part of the reason I like it. That's that's off for this hour. No music, that's been cancelled for quieter hour. There are none of those like tannoy announcements either where they're like, Bing bong, this is a Collagen Outfront Kong. Chris, please report to aisle four where there's been a spillage. Thank you. Bing bong. You know them. They're, they're not on for that hour. So Chris can't find out about the minor spillages in aisle four. And there, there's also, this one is the one I'm most surprised by because I didn't know you could turn these off. There'll be no checkout beeps either. You know, when you're scanning your stuff, and it's like, boop. That's off as well, because it's quiet hour. And what that reminds me of, really, is, well, just, you know, on your phone, you can put it on do not disturb mode, and it'll just mute all the notifications and all the sounds and all the alarms and stuff, just like everything. Anything that could possibly make a sound gets turned off. They've taken that idea and they've brought it into real life, and they've just put an entire Morrison's shop onto do not disturb mode, which is quite a cool idea, actually. But what's what's next? Is they going to put like a, a vibrate function in their shops as well? Where, I don't know, the trolleys vibrate when you pass an item that you need. That would be quite smart. Or possibly the least practical suggestion of them all. Dark mode? You can just turn all the lights off and, and no one can see. Yeah, maybe not that one. That one can just stay on phones for now. Right, someone's knocking at your door is next. On Wizard Radio first, Maisie Peters, JP Sachs. This is Maybe Don't. Knocking at the door Somebody's ringing the bell 
Right, hello, my name is Alec Feldman and it is now time as it is every week at 5 to 4 for Someone's Knocking at Your Door. This is radio's only game show based on both the People's Postcode Lottery and doors. You know, the, the wooden things that are at the front of your house. Yeah, I combine the two and I bring you this. A game that involves skill and deduction and logic and reasoning and obscure celebrities or concepts usually. This, this happens all the time. It's a real problem. Every Saturday, uninvited guests just show up willy-nilly at my house. Have they no respect? I don't know. They just come, they, they knock on my door. I don't have a doorbell anymore in the basement. And once I kind of suss out who they are, I don't really know whether I want to let them in. So I'll only let them in if basically you can guess using five yes or no. Oh, they're, the, they're here already. Wow, that was quick. Um, sorry, someone's just knocked at my door during someone's knocking. You know, what are the chances? Right, let's go. Let's go take a look through the little peephole. Um, who are you? Okay, right. I, I see it. I can see who is knocking at the door. And I'm ready to receive my five yes or no questions from James Gilmore. And we'll see if they can come in, I guess. Hey. Hi. Um, I would just like to point out, I'm not sure we can say that this is the only radio game based on doors. What What other ones are there? I just, like, a lot of things that could be done with doors on the radio. Are there? Yeah, so let's just, the legal team emailed after you said that. We need to cut that bit out. Oh no! But that you can Roman still do this game. As you know, Alec, you you can say this is someone's looking at your door. The only radio game based on a branded lottery system that we do not have permission to name on air. That's a lot less catchy. But it wasn't that catchy to start with. Yeah, I don't make the rules, Alec. Very well. I don't make the rules. Anyway, anyway, we've got some questions. Oh, uh, lots of questions, but here's my top five. Um, number one, is this a man? Yes. Okay, that was a weird response. Um, they're a man. Are they famous? Very. Oh, okay. Are they... A singular person or a character or role? No. Okay, I asked you an either-or question. Let me ask you this. But you're not allowed an either-or question. Oh, you've answered my either-or questions before. Um, are they a singular person? No. So it's a character or role. Okay. Um, do you see is that, this? Is that a supplementary question? Nope, it's a assumption. Very well. Is do you see this person on a near daily slash very frequent basis? Yes. Okay. Um, and has the frequency of you seeing this person decreased during lockdown? I'd say no. Okay. Um, all right. Well... So it's like an, my assumption is that this is like an everyday sort of person, like the milkman or the postman sort of character. Um, so very famous. We all have one in our lives, but it's a man. That's where it's, because my postman's a woman. 
I don't have a milkman. All right. Hmm. Okay. Well, you there we go. Support support the dairy industry, unless you're a vegan. Well, we just we buy milk. We don't have a milkman. I think that's a shame. Personally. Do you have a milkman? But anyway. Sorry. Do you have a milkman? Um, not in Manchester, but at home, home I do. Really? Yeah. Wow, God. To live at the time. Feldmans. To live at the Feldmans. Oh, I know. It's, it's crazy. Anyway. Very posh existence. The, the clues. Yeah, they're a very famous man that's not a singular person. You see them on a daily basis, including in lockdown. That has not decreased. Who is knocking at the door this week? I feel like I, I need to help you out because being totally frank, James is way off the mark. So what I'm going to do for the bonus clue this week, I'm just going to modify question one. It's uh, sort of question three, actually. You know, we'll go with question three. Question three, is it an individual singular person or a character? It's neither. It's a number of people. Who are these multiple people knocking at my door? Hang on. Can you knock again? Yeah, yeah, you hear that? There's lots of people knocking. There you go, lots of hands. Who's knocking at the door? Send me a message if you fancy a guest. 07807 183 538. You can tweet at WizRadio, which is also our Instagram if you want to slide in on there. Facebook.com slash WizardRadio. Get your guesses in on Messenger or station at wizardradio.co.uk on the email. Who's knocking at the door? A very famous man who is multiple people. Very famous men, I should say. That's much more concise. See him on a daily basis, and that has not changed during lockdown. Who is it? Get your guesses in right now. Coming up, music from... Let me just let me just scroll down. Music from Shawn Mendes and 24K Gold. And there you go, right now. Four o'clock. Let's get the news. I, the voiceover guy, have been paid a small one-off fee to let you know that you're listening to Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. On Wizard Radio. It's Alec Feldman. How are you? Before that, 24K Golden and Mood. Right, we need to talk about... The timeless sitcom Friends. First aired 1994 until 2004. So when I was born, there were already like five series in. And it's on Netflix, in the UK at least, got taken off American Netflix, I think. But it's, I mean, the world's most famous sitcom ever, I think. And people have sort of been discovering it, you know, people who didn't see it the first time because they weren't alive are now able to watch it on netflix and i mean i said timeless but actually a lot of people in the modern day do have a number of views on it including wow ross is a really terrible person why does he treat women so badly yeah fair criticism or wow this show is actually kind of homophobic again fair criticism or why are they all white again fair criticism so there are some aspects of friends that haven't aged badly but this is one that I don't think anybody would have predicted. I was watching an episode this week. It was series four, episode five. The one with Joey's new girlfriend. This first aired, according to Wikipedia, on the 30th of October, 1997. So I was minus two when this went out on the telly. At the first time. And it's now 23 years on. And it just... The plotline does not work in 2020 at all. And I'm going to explain to you why with the use of a few little clips from the episode. Because it just, it's not, it's not right. 
most of it is probably illegal or at the very least highly dangerous. Okay, check out this. Listen, literally in the first few seconds of this episode, something was not right. Hello. Now, Ross right there is saying hello to five other people who come from, as I understand it, possibly three or four different households. They're all sat in the coffee shop, uh, no no masks or anything, or mixing in a public area. That is not okay. At least where I live, you're not allowed to meet people from different households in, like, restaurants and cafes and stuff. So, number one, yes, they are following the rule of six, but multiple different households mixing. Not okay. First thing that's not quite right about this episode. But then, I mean, this bit genuinely made me uncomfortable when I saw this because I was like, oh, you can't do that. Listen. Ah! Uh. So Phoebe just sneezed. She's around all her friends and she just sneezed. Now, what should happen there is that you should isolate for, you know, 14 days because you're clearly showing a symptom. Although I should add, you know, I don't think sneezing is actually a symptom, but you've got to be extra vigilant at this point in time. And just sneezing around your friends into like a tissue they've given you, then giving back the tissue. That is not okay. So she does need to isolate, I think, for 14 days or at least get a test. But instead, what happens? You get the opening credits and then it comes back to this scene of her coming back to the coffee shop. Phoebe, you're sick. You shouldn't play. You should just go home and get in bed and stay there. So she goes back. She leaves the coffee shop and then comes back, still sneezing her head off. And worse, she wants to play her guitar. Monica is dead, right? She shouldn't be here. She should be isolating at home for 14 days. Monica, ever the voice of reason. But instead of doing what is sensible and what you should do, and, you know, contact Track and Trace and book yourself in for a COVID test, she sings. (coughs) So we can't, so we can't. Now, I don't know if, you know, you've been reading the science on this, but there are certain things that if you do have the virus, will spread it more. For example, shouting. Because you're, like, emitting more, I don't know, particles whilst you shout, that's more likely to spread the virus. And singing is one of those things. The louder you sing, the more likely you are to spread the virus if you've got it. And there she is, singing brazenly. It's dangerous. If she's got COVID, everyone in Central Perk is going to get it too. That place should be shut down. Everyone who has been to Central Perk should probably be isolating by this point. But whatever. The episode progresses. You know, nobody gets contacted by Track and Trace. And Phoebe actually manages to get over the illness despite not, you know, isolating for 14 days, which I don't approve of. But at least she didn't have to be hospitalised. But then, then she has spread the virus, as you will notice here. Okay, I want to be sexy again, so I'm trying to catch a cold. Should be easy, supposedly they're pretty common. (laughs) To catch pneumonia. Okay, you won't actually hear that there. I meant the next one. But what she's trying to do is catch a cold by sticking her head out the window because she's recovered and she's so upset because it made her singing voice good. She wants to get ill again, which again is so irresponsible. Yes, she didn't get hospitalised the first time, but you don't know what might happen the second time. And this, this is just ridiculous. This is what is the proof that Phoebe has spread the virus. 
Don't cover your mouth when you do that. See, Monica coughs and it's clear that she's now got it from Phoebe. And Phoebe, instead of being like, oh my god, I'm so sorry, we both need to isolate, she's like, hey, don't cover your mouth, I want my cold back. Again, irresponsible, reckless behaviour, as is licking a mug that Monica has drunk out of. Gross and probably illegal, Monica. And finally, this is yet another brazen breaking of the rules here. Because then Gunther sneezes and Phoebe does something that you definitely shouldn't do if you're within your 14-day isolation period. Gunther, kiss me. What? So all in all, this episode, the one with Joey's new girlfriend from 1997, watching it in 2020 just makes you really uncomfortable because even though, you know, there wasn't the pandemic in 1997, you still watch it through that 2020 prism of, what? They can't do that? And it's so weird how much that's, like, changed your entire mindset. But, yeah, this episode, more than any other episode of Friends, I think, is not appropriate for the year 2020. Right, next, need to revisit some royal scandal. But first, Gracie Alexander 23, like that, Wizard Radio. Wizard Radio. And that was Gracie and Alexandra 23 and like that. Hello, my name is Alec. Thanks for listening. Topic and A7S is playing soon, as is Biba Doobie and Tiet McClear. That was an attempt at Scottish accent. It's quite bad. Anyway, a couple of weeks ago, I was telling you about this story, this big royal scandal. Not in the UK. It was in Belgium. And in Belgium, there was a woman called Delphine Boel, who was suing... The former king of Belgium who abdicated, King Albert II, she sued him because she claims that he had an affair and she was the product of that affair. So she was the daughter of King Albert. Therefore, she was entitled to a royal title. And, you know, for years she's been going on about this. And they were always like, no, no, we don't need to talk about this. And she was like, take a paternity test. And he was like, no. And the only reason he took a paternity test in the end was because a court said, we'll fine you like thousands of euros for every day that you don't take this test. And then former King Albert was like, okay, then fine, let's give it a go. So I took the test. It turns out she is in fact his daughter and she has just won a court case against him. She brought this case being like, well, seeing as I am, you know, the daughter of the former King of Belgium, I should really be entitled to the title Princess literally entitled princess of belgium and and so this court case was going on and finally it was decided that actually yeah you know what she can get this title because she is technically a princess of belgium so after seven years uh delphine boel is now the princess of belgium and she gets a new surname delphine Saxe coburg so she is now officially, after being alive for 23 years, a sort of member of the Belgian royal family, which is kind of cool. One of the best facts, I think, was that Albert, former King Albert, now has to pay all her legal costs for this, this you know, challenge, which amounts to £8,520, which is quite a lot of money. But at the same time, like... If you did want to inherit a royal title and also a share of their estate upon their death, which could 
be, you know, quite a lot more than that. Eight and a half grand is probably not a bad investment if you think you have a shaky claim to being a member of a foreign royal family. You know, just, just an idea. But that's quite a good value for money. She paid a court cost of eight and a half grand, got the money back, and gets some of his stuff when he dies. And, more importantly, is now a princess, is now called Her Royal Highness, which is quite cool. So I just thought I'd update you on that, let you know what the outcome of that court case was. I, if I was her, I would definitely get all of my posts changed so that it now says Her Royal Highness Delphine Boel. You know, everybody that she knows be like, excuse me, um, I'm actually a princess now. Please refer to me as Your Royal Highness because I find it quite disrespectful. I just go all out because if you can, why wouldn't you? Not every day you get unexpectedly made a member of the Belgian royal family. So that's cool. And I thought I'd update you on that, that royal gossip coming from Belgium. She won the court case and she is now a princess and she's getting all of her, all of her credit cards changed as we speak. So that's good news. Coming up next, I had a really weird encounter that's led me to wanting to make some sort of some psychic predictions if I can. If you want to humor me on this one, I'll tell you more about it next. After Topic and A7S, this is why do you lie to me? Why? One sec. <coughs> it's not COVID. I promise. I just drank some water before I had to talk and then choked on it because I'm incapable of drinking water like an normal person, apparently. Anyway. <coughs> okay, we're good. Topic and A7S, why do you lie to me? On Wizard Radio, ever the professional. It's Alec Feldman here. Bieber Doobie and Tate McRae are on soon. Um... Right, I don't normally talk about this on the radio because essentially it's very uninteresting. But at the moment at least, I do kind of have a job. I'm doing some, some work. It doesn't really matter what, but I have a job. I go to it. It's cool. Um, I get money for it. It's nice. You know, it's how, it's how the economy works. And I had some really weird sort of banter with someone I work with the other day. But it wasn't really like banter. I kind of felt a bit weird afterwards. It took a sort of a quite sinister turn, I thought. And I just want to almost get your thoughts on this. Because I'm not really sure what's happened. And it all it all goes back to some tea. I had a mug of tea. And I finished the tea and I was taking the mug to the dishwasher. And at the bottom of the mug, I just noticed there was some weird, like, tea sludge. I don't know how it got there. It's not normally there, but someone else had made it for me, and so they've done it different. I don't know. There was weird tea slugs right at the bottom, and I was like, huh, looks kind of like those weird tea leaf things that, you know, psychics sometimes claim to be able to read and predict the future. So when I was walking to the kitchen, and I see this guy that I work with, and I'm like, oh, you can't, you can't read tea leaves, can you? You know, trying to start up a little bit of, little bit of banter, you know, try and make the day a bit more interesting and make friends, sort of. And they were like, you what? And I was like, tea leaves, can you can you read them? Just because there's loads of weird tea slugs at the bottom of my mug and I want to know what the future holds. And they kind of look at me and smile, but not like a friendly smile, just like a slightly weird smile. And they're like, oh, I can tell you exactly what the future holds for you. And I'm like, okay, and I'm sort of continuing to walk. And I go into the kitchen to put this in the dishwasher. And I'm just like, what, what does it hold then? And they just didn't really say anything. And I sort of came back out and I was like, go on, tell me. And they just stared at me and kind of smiled and then just walked off. And I was like, what? What is it? Like, my inevitable death? Is that what the future holds? And he was like, no, worse than that. 
and left. What does that mean? What the hell is going on? What is that about? I tried to have a weird bit of tea-based banter that admittedly wasn't that funny or interesting, and then and then that happens, and I get thrown that curveball. He knows exactly what the future holds for me, and it's worse than my inevitable death. What? What? What could be worse than that? What's he on about? Why was he sort of staring at me and smiling slightly creepily? It felt kind of weird and sinister, and after I just kind of walked off in a bit of a daze, like, what just happened? Was he, like, threatening me? What's going on? And it was very weird. I'm quite confused. I'm a bit unnerved. And I just kind of, I don't know what he could have been thinking of. Or whether he was just screwing with me. That, the reality is he was probably just screwing with me. And he didn't have anything in mind. But what if what if he did? What if he knows exactly what the future holds for me? And it is worse than, you know, just one day I'll get really old, hopefully, when I'm, like, you know, 200 and just die. What is worse than that? I'm a bit worried. So, I just kind of... I guess I want suggestions. Just so I am at least aware of what could happen to me. What... What was he talking about? What does the future hold for me that is apparently worse than just me getting old and one day in a very long time dying? Any ideas? What is worse than my own death that is still to come in the future? Which is a weird question, but I just kind of want you to fill in the blank, I guess. Because he didn't he didn't help. He wouldn't tell me what's worse and what's happening in my future. So can you just help me out? What's going to happen? Will it be bad? Just, you know, try and read my, my tea leaves, I guess. I know you can't see them, but I just want a bit of help. And I just want to be put at ease above anything else. So, basically, I just want some mystic predictions. Get your psychic on. Have a think. What do you see in my future? Take a look at the tea leaves. Take a look at the pattern. How they're arranged. What's it saying to you? Do you see joy? Do you see happiness? Or do you see something that is is really miserable? Just just want, want your help. What's going to happen? What is happening? Maybe it's not just to me. Maybe it's to everyone. Maybe it wasn't like a personal thing. It's just like, yeah, the future's going to be terrible for all of us. There'll be a second wave. It'll be really bad. Is it that? I don't know. If you can help me, 07807 183 538. Just try and come up with like a mystic prediction about what the future for me or all of us will hold. Because apparently it's pretty bad. But I don't know any more detail than that because this guy at work just wouldn't tell me. So 07807 183 538. You can tweet me at WizRadio. You can email me station at wizardradio.co.uk. What does the future hold? Read those tea leaves. Look into your magic crystal ball or hop in your time machine or whatever it is you do. Give me a helping hand here. Put my mind at rest. Thanks. Appreciated. Beaver Doobie is on in a second. Well, in 60, actually, because I've just got some some research first about Beaver Doobie, just so I can kind of introduce you to the artist, help you learn a bit more about her. So I've, I've looked all this up. It's all verified. It's all true. Check it out in my 60-second guide to Beaver Doobie. Alex, totally accurate. Definitely not made up 60-second guide. Beaver Doobie, or Beatrice Badoobie, to her family, is a singer and minor royal. She's the daughter of Sarah Ferguson, also known as the Duchess of York, and uh, um, Prince Andrew. She uses the stage name Beba Doobie to distance herself from her dad, and she also realised that Beatrice Windsor isn't a great pop star name. 
Growing up as a minor royal, she didn't have much to do, so she spent her spare time taking mandolin lessons from the ages of 4 to 15. But after that, she decided that guitar was more of her thing, so her parents were able to get her actual John Lennon's guitar that she practiced with um, in an unfortunate accident. It did end up down the Windsor Castle waste disposal, but it's fine, she wasn't to be put off. She got a new one and continued writing songs to follow the dream. And then, one day, it happened. A song she wrote went viral on TikTok. She was finally able to have a career of her own. And I should say she also distinctly remembers the 10th of March 2001 when she was at a birthday party at Pizza Express in Woking, if anybody asks. And that's BBDB in 60 seconds. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Come and join the fun from a safe distance. Wizard Radio with Tate McRae. And you broke me first. I'm Alec Feldman. Hello. Thanks very much for listening. 20 minutes-ish left of me. And then Miles Mikulski is on at 5pm. We'll do someone's knocking at your door in a bit as well. But first, um, I had a really weird interaction with a guy I know this week. It was at work. I do go to work sometimes. It's a, it's a weird arrangement, but I sort of have a job. I do, six days a week. And it was a colleague, and I was like, hey, let's have some great colleague-to-colleague banter. And I showed him the bottom of my mug that had loads of weird tea stuff in, which led to a weird conversation about reading tea leaves and the future, and basically ended up in him telling me that there was something really terrible that was going to happen in my future, but he wouldn't tell me what it was. And now I'm just nervous and, you know, paranoid. What is this terrible thing that's happening in my future? So I just kind of wanted suggestions. I suggested to this person that was it just the fact that I will one day die? And he was like, oh no, it's worse than that. But what is worse than death? Well, Ellie thinks she knows. There's only one thing I can think of that is worse than death. And that is getting cancelled on the internet. Maybe that's what your future holds. You're going to say something on the radio so bad, so controversial, that you'll end up like Katie Hopkins and be barred from the internet with nobody to hear your jokes or anything you say. Honestly, that's one of my biggest fears in life. Not that I really say anything controversial anyway. Ooh, this... I feel like this might be a risk. I'd never say anything to upset people on purpose. But I also feel like there is a risk I might, sooner or later, I probably already have, probably already have since 3pm, said something stupid. And there is, yeah, there is a risk that I might one day get picked up on something just dumb and thoughtless I said and then they'll be like ha you're cancelled and I'll be like oh no I'm so sorry I didn't mean it but it'll be too too late and that yeah that is that is bad that would be pretty bad I don't think it's worse than death but getting cancelled is pretty bad so you think this guy just saw in my my tea leaves that that I'm gonna get cancelled on the internet in future hmm okay I better be careful what I what I say and tweet Toby says, I think he's getting quite profound here with his sort of mystic, psychic predictions. Have you ever thought, Alec, that the thing worse than death is actually not knowing what your fate holds? Maybe that is what the fortune teller meant. You will never truly know what your fate is. You're going to spend your whole life searching for answers that you'll never find, and ultimately, that will lead you to leaving an unfulfilled life because you'll never get those answers. And then, eventually, you'll be on your deathbed trying to find out what the thing worse than death is. It's deep, it's dark, and it's exactly something that a fortune teller would say. Yes, Toby, I see what you've done there. It's a very good point. I'm not going to let this consume my entire life, uh, however long I've got left, which I hope is a very long time, at least two centuries. 
I want another couple of sanctuaries. That's that's all. You know, it's not a lot to ask. But yeah, maybe, maybe it was just one of those weird fortune teller things they say to sound profound and sort of make a self-fulfilling prophecy. When they're like, "Oh, you're gonna you're gonna be walking home tonight," and you're like, "Oh yeah, how do you know?" And they're like, "I've nicked your wallet." You know that old joke. But I mean, this here's the thing, Toby. This wasn't a fortune teller. They weren't in a tent with a crystal ball. They weren't, you know, sat there reading my tea leaves in my palms. They they were just a guy who was getting some coffee. It's it's not it's not like a trained psychic or anything like that. It's not that exciting. So I don't I don't know. Maybe, but probably not. Freddy says, there are only two things I can think of that are worse than death. Only two. One is being falsely accused of a crime, because that's the worst thing ever. <laughs> I spend a lot of time at home, alone, with no alibi. So what if a policeman came up to me and accused me of murdering someone, but there was nothing I could do to prove it wasn't me? And then I have to spend the rest of my life in prison, serving time for a crime I didn't commit. The other thing's being buried alive, because that's pretty close to death, but you're obviously not dead. <laughs> Thank you, Freddy, for that message. That is quite the turnaround. Why does this happen every week? We've I feel like recently all we ever get we talk about on the show is like getting accused of crimes by the police by mistake. We were talking about this last week as well. A guy got sort of pinned down outside of a shop or something weird. <laughs> Where do I even begin? Where does your mind go with these things, Freddy? Why are you sat there at home being like Oh my god, if I get accused of murder right now, I've got no alibi. Why? I'm so confused. I'm a bit lost for words. It's a strange thought to have, but I suppose your mind wanders when you do spend as much time alone as Freddy says he does, and you do sort of start inventing these ridiculous hypothetical situations where you're like, what if I got accused of murder? How would I disprove it? Hopefully the investigations would extend a bit deeper than this guy's got no alibi, so he must have done it, but... Yeah, I suppose you're right. That That is quite scary. But again, not worse than death. And I also hope that, that I will not be falsely accused of a crime either. Because I probably don't have an alibi, really. So I hope that's not what the future holds. And the only one I will give you is burying alive. I think out of all of these, bury, being buried alive is the only thing that would genuinely be horrible. And I really hope that that's not what this guy was talking about when he said that my future holds something that is worse than death. I don't want to be buried alive. That's terrible. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. You've answered my question, Freddy. And at least at least now I know. Even even if I don't necessarily think it'll happen, at least I know what he's talking about. So thank you very much. Right. Someone's knocking at your door. We will round all that off next after Black Pink and Lovesick Girls. This is Wizard Radio. Someone's knocking at the door. Somebody's ringing the bell. Welcome back to, now let me get this right, radio's only game show based on a private commercial branded lottery, but not radio's only game show based on doors. Was that the the thing that the lawyers told me to say? I think, I, I I don't care. Welcome to Someone's Knocking at Your Door. I'm Alec Feldman, and just before four o'clock, somebody knocked at my door. It was actually a lot of people, a lot of hands. We're at the door. And once I'd sort of, you know, taken a look to see who they were, we managed to establish a few clues, actually. Um, including that it was... It wasn't just a man, it was men. It was multiple people. It is raining men, you could say, at my front door right now. 
the really famous, like really, really, really famous, possibly the most famous men in the world, actually. You see them on a the daily basis, probably. I mean, depending on what your news feeds look like, but generally, generally, they are some of the most famous people in the world. And that hasn't changed during lockdown. You see them all the time. Now, that has led to some interesting guesses, such as Julia's, who thinks it's the person or people who do the news on the TV and radio. I don't know any of their names, but there are a number of people. A lot of them are men. They're very famous because news presenters as a group of people are well known. I feel like we've seen them every day during lockdown because we've been watching the news to find out what's going on with COVID. I wonder why they're knocking on your door though. Wait, so you just think all of them are at my door? Like every single person, uh, Hugh Edwards, George Alagaya, Susanna Reid, uh, you think they're all at my door? Harry Grashen from BBC Look North. What? They can't all be at the door. I mean, yeah. I mean, they're on they're on the show every week. There's always a, a newsreader. Um, who have we got? There's I like Cat Suave. She's good. There's Kit Bradshaw. There's a Daryl Jackson. Yeah, all people that sometimes read the news on this show whose names I remember. But they're not knocking at the door. They can just come straight in to read the news because they're, they're always welcome. You know, I love me a bit of Daryl Jackson. Um, but no, it's not news readers. It's not all of the news readers from all of the TV and all of the radio. Uh, no, but uh, a nice guess, Julia. Thank you. If only Hugh Edwards would knock at my door. Well, with his dreamy blue eyes. And now he's got... Yeah, no. He's not locking at the door yet. This is from... From Corbin. Jeremy? Is that you? Didn't, didn't know he liked the show. Maybe I haven't heard all the things I've said about him. Anyway. Not Jeremy. Corbin. Sorry, Corbin. Says, are your next door neighbours knocking at your door? Because next door neighbours are multiple people. Both of my next door neighbours are actually men. If anything, I've seen them more frequently since lockdown, actually, because we've been spending so much time at home. Well, at least before I went back to school. And everyone has or knows a next door neighbour. What if you live in the countryside, though? That would be my question, Corbin. Um, but yeah, that's true. I do have. I have loads of neighbours. I have two neighbours to the left and right, but also I have upstairs neighbours. So I do have lots of neighbours. So statistically, it does seem quite likely that at least one of those neighbours would at one point knock on my door. Um, here's the thing. Corbyn's central assumption here is that all of their neighbours are men. Therefore, all of my neighbours are men, which does not hold true. I actually have a mixture of all genders and none as my neighbours. So that doesn't quite hold up. But but yeah, no, um, obviously I know who Corbyn's neighbours are because I see his house on the TV all the time when reporters show up outside it to ask questions. Sorry, sorry, I'll stop with the with the Corbyn jokes. But um, I suppose it does make sense that Corbyn did go back to school because that election wasn't pretty. He'll be looking for a new job pretty soon. Sorry, I'm sorry. You must have got that all the time for the last five years. I'm sorry, Corbyn. Please text again. I'm sorry. And send my love to Jeremy. Grace says not love i don't know if you have these people where you live but on the road i live on there are old men and women who just seem to walk up and down the road all day in circles at the same time every day i'm sure they just go into shops or something but i only see them walking past my house multiple times a day so it just seems like they're just walking in circles anyway if you have those people on your street is it just all of the old men knocking at your door oh yes they've congregated they have gathered illegally 
to knock on my door. No, they're not old. They're definitely not old. I do know the kind of people you're talking about, though. But where I live, I don't think anyone's older than about 25 around here. I just live in a student area. And as we learned last week, student area with the highest rate, sorry, highest rate of COVID infection in the UK. But no old men to be seen. It's not old men knocking at my door. It's a random guess, but no. Oh, and Danny says, is an angry mob knocking at your door? An angry mob exclusively of men who are famous because the angry mob is actually on the news at the moment because they're here to cancel you. These are all people that know you, Alec. You see them very frequently. They're neighbours and they're local people who you've seen during lockdown and they're angry at you. You can't hide from them. Oh, no. We were only talking about this like 10 minutes ago. Has my cancelling happened already? That's so soon. <laughs> wow. It's really quick. It's probably because I was making all those jokes about the person who texted in called Corbin. Oh, man. Sorry. Sorry about that, Corbin. Please do text again. Um, is it an angry mob? Have they got pitchforks out? No. No pitchforks. No fire torches. No. I don't think it's an angry mob. No. Weirdly, I thought this one would go. But actually, nobody has got it this week. It's not the assembled masses of all of the newsreaders off the TV and radio. It's not my neighbours. It's not old men. And it's not an angry mob. The people knocking at my door this week. I can't believe nobody's got this. This would have been huge. Obviously, if nobody gets it, I don't invite them in. The people knocking at the door this week were the biggest band in the world. BTS. Can you believe it? BTS were knocking at my door. I've got to send them away now, guys. Listen, guys. Go home. I'm sorry. You can't come in. Nobody guessed. I don't want you here. Goodbye. We could have had an interview. It could have been great. We could have had a live performance from bts but no now we can't it's all ruined because nobody managed to get it so unfortunately that means it's time to go uh we could, you know right now we could have had a live performance of dynamite by bts and now we just can't so i think we'll end the show with the pre-recorded version of dynamite by bts because i sent them away because nobody guessed them thank you very much for listening i will see you next week at three and miles is next There goes another episode of Alec Feldman, the podcast. Wasn't that some great content? Come back next week for more audio-based fun. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. 
So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.